welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey everybody, welcome back to your favorite podcast where a couple break down horror movies thematically by month and one dies slowly each episode. My name is Cindy. I'm Josh. Hey. Uh, And this month our theme is Invasion. And we've done Critters 1 and Critters 2, the main course. And this week, what are we doing? Something a little more recent? Attack the Block. Attack the Block. Um, The last couple of movies, we haven't really had a lot of... um, like undercurrent thematic stuff to talk about Correct. that will not be a problem fucking this week okay attack the block attack the so if it's from block. 2011 the first question i have everyone knows how long is it oh this movie is one hour and 28 minutes yes. long <laughs> okay Sorry, I, told you, I mean, uh, okay. every, mo- every movie this month is gonna be crazy fucking excellent short. well i'm making sure you're keeping to your word friend all right. I should throw one in. It's like three hours next week. 2011. What were we doing? That is before um, you and I met. It was. It was the year of the Arab Spring, right? Uh, Tunisia and Egyptian governments collapsed, amongst others, uh, due to protests from the people. Uh, the Libyan Civil War was a thing. The Guantanamo Bay files were leaked. Bin Laden was uh, killed. How did you find out Bin Laden was dead? I believe... <laughs> I believe I was teaching, and uh, I used to teach next to a history teacher, and they they came in and were like, uh, so this just happened. I thought or, they announced it in the evening. Maybe they did, but I, may, I think I remember hearing about it from my history teacher, so I don't know if maybe I the just... Maybe day? Maybe. Uh, let's see, 2010, um, or 2011, I would have been a brand new mom of two. I was told by John Cena... Uh, during a wrestling pay-per-view, <laughs> John Cena came out and he was like, we have caught and compromised to a permanent end, Osama Bin Laden, and everyone cheered. <laughs> that's how I fucking found that out. Well, that's the best way to find out. Uh, it is. All, all bad news should be delivered by a wrestler. Just throwing it out there. Or good news. I guess that's good news. Sorry. Strike that. It's good news. That all, yeah. All, well, I mean, depending upon who you are. Uh, all news should be delivered via yeah, all news professional wrestlers. Be by professional wrestlers. It imagine should be like a CNN or Fox, but it's just wrestlers. But can you imagine, and then like the people from CNN, like just pot, like just come flying in from the back with like a folding chair on the people on Fox News. I honestly feel like if we had professional wrestlers delivering the news, they would have higher ethical standards <laughs> than current journalists in this country do. Uh, you are not so, wrong. Do with that what you will. Eat a dick, CNN and Fox. All of them. Um, there you go. So, also, what? That was the year Muammar Gaddafi was killed? Yes. And that was the year Minecraft was released. Still and fucking going Minecraft. Uh, people we lost that year were Elizabeth Taylor. Oh. James Arness. I thought you said James Arnett, and I was like, Will Arnett's no. dad? James Arness, uh, star of Gunsmoke. Ah. A fixture in my family growing up hmm. on the television. Uh, Sydney Lumetz, Ryan Dunn. Oh. That Who's was the Ryan Dunn year, remember, from yeah. Jackass? Jackass. Uh, Randy Savage. That was the second hardest death that year. It's hard for me to... And then... It's hard for me to talk about that. Peter Falk. Oh, that's a hard one for you. Columbo. That's a hard one for the Josher. 
some movies that came out that year, just to give you a frame of reference, that was the year of the Seth Rogen Green Hornet movie. Super 8, The Help, Scream 4, um, R.I.P. Wes Craven, mm-hmm. Drive, Bridesmaids, Captain America, The First Avenger, Thor, and The Raid Redemption. Oh, I do remember this year now. Uh, so I've always kind of enjoyed Captain America. They were just like these random comics that kind of were at my grandparents' house growing up. Uh, I had old family. And so when people would ask me. It's a waspy thing right there. So when people would ask me about like, oh, who's your favorite superhero or comics? I, my go-to would just be like, oh, I went through like a crow phase because that was based on a graphic novel and like Captain America. So this is the year that all my students bought me just Captain America everything. And for like the next seven years, every teacher, everything was Captain America. So I have a little Captain America shrine in my classroom because of those these movies that came Just out. Enjoy the idea that like someone's Cindy, what's your favorite who's your favorite comic book character? And you're like, Captain America. Yeah. And I'm like, Magneto. Mutant supremacist. Holocaust survivor. Yeah. Um morally gray character. Yeah. I can see well, but anyway, that's a different podcast for so a different there time. You go. Um okay, let's talk about Attack the fucking block. Attack the fucking... Um, hey, that's not the full name, is it? <laughs> no. Attack the block was released May 13th of 2011 in England, the country of its origin. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a British movie. Like I said, it is one hour and 28 minutes long. It is rated R. Uh, it is written and directed by Joe Cornish, the writer and director of The the Boy Who, uh, the Boy Who Would Be King. This uh, is his first film. The Boy Who Would Be King is his second film. Oh, wow. The Boy Who Would Be King is a movie that your youngest son loved yeah um he also created that lockwood show lockwood and company on netflix no idea and he's one half of the adam and joe show with adam buxton on no idea. um bbc oh, okay he's, oh wait yeah i do know that um, i know that voice so there you go i i'm just going to point out two of the several producers on this movie oh no because this is going to give you an idea of now does britain's film industry work the same way ours does like it's it is like a capitalist thing or does everything have to go through the government it's both they have both like you can either do things outside through like studios and whatnot or there's also like lottery funds and government money to gotcha. make stuff um so it's, i believe it's both mm-hmm. are an option so this movie is two of the producers i'm going to point out are first is naira park um she's the producer of Shaun of the dead Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Paul, The World's End, Baby Driver, The Kid Who or the Boy Who would be, or The Kid Who Would Be King. Sorry, not the boy. It's the Kid Who Would Be King. Um, and Last Night in Soho. Last Night in Soho. Now take basically everything I just said okay. and apply it to um, one of the executive producers, Edgar Wright. Oh, okay. I know Edgar the Wright. We've talked about him before. Co-writer director of like Shaun of the Dead, right. Hot Fuzz, The World's End, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, you know. Edgar fucking right. Yeah. Um, it, so that gives you an idea of what kind of movie I'm excited. you're about to watch. I do like Edgar Wright movies. This movie was is a horror movie made by comedians who are good at horror. Love it. <laughs> Love it. It's um, it's funny. There are a lot. I mean, look at Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. Like these people that make the crossover from horror into comedy, comedy into horror, because they're linked in such an interesting way. Yes. Um, this cast is huge. I'm only going to point out two people. All right. Um, you would only know three people from this cast. I'm saving one because I want them to pop up and be a surprise. Uh, so the first, the, the main character is John Boyega. He plays Moses, 
Um, he was Finn in the new Star Wars movies. Arguably okay. the most wasted person in the new Star Wars movies. Really? Um, oh my God, yeah. You wish they had more Finn. Um, he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... It felt like with The Force Awakens, he had a lot to do. And then with each subsequent film, they're like, we just don't know what to do with them. Oh, okay. So, One of those. Um, yeah. oh, what do we do with them? Like we just got to figure out a, like, you know, a subplot for Finn to do. Because right. we don't know what we want to do with him. Um, he was in Pacific Rim Uprising. He was in that movie Detroit. He's gotcha. To me, when I think about him, this is the movie. And this yes. was his debut. Wow. Right. Yeah. This was the first film for a lot of people. Okay. Joe for me, Boyer's yeah. For me, film. I would just kind of know him from Star yeah. Wars. John Boyega's first film. And then the other main cast member is uh, Jodie Whittaker, who plays Sam. I um, know that name, too. Yeah, she's the doctor. She's the first female doctor. Okay, that's why I know. So, here you go. There you she's go. As I show. look at my precious little silhouettes of David yeah. Tennant and uh, Matt she's Smith over 14? your shoulder. Oh, okay. What number is she? Um, so Matt, Tenet Matt Smith's is, 11. Tenet is 10. 11's 11. And then you have the old man as 12. Capaldi's 12. And, and then the war doctor. He the was war technically doctor, the 13th 13, regeneration. So she's 14. Or he's earlier. But, it's hard so to, yeah, but Capaldi's 14. technically the 13th regeneration. This is nerdy as fuck right now. So she's 14? Yes. Unless I, I have, I'm not current. I kind of stopped after Capaldi. I needed to take a break. Yes, because Capaldi would have been the first regeneration when he got his regenerations. Re- oh my god, this is okay. <laughs> anyway, that's a different wow. again a different podcast. Nerdy is fun. But so she is in this movie. <laughs> yes, she's in this movie. Um, so there you go. Like I said, there's one other person. I want to save it. Um, I will say this movie is. It's just fucking fun. Like, do you want to look at this poster? Yes, I've been sitting here waiting. So this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original poster from the movie, and I predict the plot. I'll go ahead and tell you the tagline of the movie, because it's very prominent on the poster. It's inner city versus Versus outer outer space. space, I see that. And we've got mostly people of color. So I'm going to say that this is like um, Mars Attacks, but it's the inner city. Or as inner city as London. Have you ever London. seen Mars Attacks? Nope. I feel like we should watch Mars Attacks Have at some not. point. Fuck but. it. Maybe we'll watch Mars Attacks for uh, next week's episode. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, where can we watch this movie? Um, I don't know. Is it streaming anywhere? I own the Blu-ray. It's like not a crazy Blu-ray either. Like you can probably pick it up for like eight bucks, wherever. Um. I think it was on HBO. No, it's just you had to rent it on Prime, probably. Okay. It's probably so. available on all your platforms. Apple, Prime, Google, whatever. All right. Well. I will say this. Yes. Before we sail off to watch this movie. This is a movie that is, if you like movies like Critters, if you like fun horror, but also like you like some politics in your shit, this is probably a fucking good movie for you if you've never seen it. So all maybe, right. Cue this bad boy up and watch it with us. You won't be disappointed. All right. Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Alien, bruv, believe it. And I landed in the wrong place, though you get the wrong place. <laughs> Welcome to London, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Dad. He discovered a species hitherto unknown to science. Believe. Maybe there was a party at the zoo and a monkey fucked a fish. Yo, check it. More. More what? Them things. Lovely fireworks. Mum, it's alien invasion. Of course it is. I'm killing them. I'm killing them. Street. Let's get tall up, blood. Quite sweet, really, aren't they? Oh, that's different. They ain't even the same thing. That looks triple the size blood. Everyone run. We need to get off the streets. Back in a block. What kind of alien would invade some shitty council estate in South London? One that's looking for a fight. <laughs> Full of weed and it's runs. What's up, fam? I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't. We wouldn't have robbed you if we knew you were from the block. <laughs> uh, that was a weird. Like it started out kind of movie adjacent, and then it turned into like a weird Michael Caine thing. Well, they actually say that Michael Caine. They actually he says you know we wouldn't have we well, no, wouldn't no, have no. mugged you if no, we knew you, you were from the block. Got the quote spot. Oh, on. it was like the you impression just turned into Michael Caine at the end. Like most, as most things I do. Michael Caine. This movie was very fun. It was a good time. I won't bury another Wayne. <laughs> okay. Fucking no. Now you got my brain in Michael Caine mode. Um, Attack of the Block is. It was mega a very fun, fun movie. Um, again, if you've not very watched young. this, if you're just listening to us talk and you're like, I didn't watch the movie, I've never heard of this movie. You should. It was a good time. Yeah, that, it's also kind of odd. <laughs> I mean, or you're thank related you. to us. Thank you. Maybe you find one of our voices sultry and seductive. Maybe you're related to us. I choose to believe it's the first one. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Hello. Uh, um, so Attack of the Block is essentially um, British critters. Yes. It was very fun. Um, it was about these aliens who come to Earth on Guy Fawkes Night. And um, through a weird turn of events, they, you know, it's... Um, they are searching for the female to their male, and they're being very aggressive because they're in heat, and a group of kids in an apartment building that are trying to stay alive during this very localized attack. 
Oh my god, are you saying this movie is British teenagers versus outer space teenagers? Yes. Is that what you're saying to me right now? That's what I'm saying to you. Right? We're outer Holy space salmon. Holy shit. It's like a salmon, maybe? Um. Well, Nick Frost, with his long hair, does <laughs> say that the female uh, of the species looks like a monkey fucked a fish. Yes. Um, so there you go. There's it could that. be that. Uh, the female is this weird hairless kind of thing. And then the... Um, males are males are like black they they look like really black they're large with glow in the dark neon teeth yes but they 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 remind me a lot of the dogs from willow oh yeah like the evil willow dogs except scarier and bigger and like darker they kind of move like a wheeler from return to odds darker oh very shaggy how many people have that like weird trauma around the wheelers return to oz how many people have not thought about that and they're now going "Ah, i Uh, forgot i think about the wheelers from return to oz no lie about every week or two weeks well that's normal it's a normal thing i weirdly think about return to oz a lot because it's one of those movies it's one of those 80s movies that i'm like we need more kids movies like that i remember when i first started working at the school where i am now we did a thing where every teacher brought in a different movie and then there was like the day before Christmas maybe or the day before Thanksgiving. And so we they we let them pick like every teacher gets a room like with a movie and I had returned to Oz and I was accused. They were like, you purposely picked like a movie nobody gives a shit about so that none of the kids came to your room. And I was like, I love this movie. What are you talking about? This was what like was my the favorite winner? movie. What was the big winner that year? Oh, who knows? It was probably something like the Grinch, the, like the weapon, Jim Carrey version of the Grinch. No, you can't turn anything over like PG kids are thirteen dumb. in a public school. Kids are dumb. Okay, except for cool kids that watch horror movies. Like you, got it. So got I'm it. not a child, mm, but you were. <laughs> I was, but I was and you were a like, cool kid. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, in retrospect, I mean, I I, I, I made choices. That were nerdy and kept me from like banging heroin. Good point. In, in rural Appalachia, not everyone I know which made is, those decisions. Yeah, which is more than um, I can say for a lot. There's that, but that's kind of also what this movie's about. Yes. So let's talk about that. But before we do, I'm going to go ahead and give you the IMDb synopsis. And All right. I told you kind of what it's about. So, very succinctly, a teen gang in South London defend their block from an alien invasion. Yep. Boom. Um, this they movie, end up the person that they mug at the beginning. They end up having to become friends with and work together mm-hmm. with at the end. So that was kind of a fun twist. They rob the doctor. Yeah, is the woman who uh, played the doctor. It was so. It was just really cool. It was a cool mm-hmm. twist. Yep. Uh, she went from being a nurse in training to the doctor. Uh, yeah. So this movie is essentially um, there is the Jodie Whittaker character who is coming home from a thing. We don't quite know, know, like, maybe a date, maybe something else. Some sort of event. And she's robbed by, like, a gang of teenagers. Right. A bunch of young thugs. Yes. A gang of teenagers who steal all her shit, um, like her wallet, and then also discover and everything. Right. And during their outing that night, they discover um, the, the female version of this creature. And they beat the crap out of it. And then are like dragging it around, showing people this dead yes. alien and how they're going to make money off. I of think it. it's interesting that this movie, literally the hero of the movie, mm-hmm. John Boyega, is introduced by physically mugging a woman with a knife, right, bandana on and, face. Yes, and then 
killing a, an alien creature who we don't know its intentions yet. Like, they just kill it. Right. Kind of to be dicks. I mean, it's good that they did. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's, in hindsight, happened. really good idea that they killed that fucker. But this movie sets him up from the outset to be like, he's in the basement. Like, people are like, he's kind of a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and then his gang's kind of also sucks. And then the more time you spend with <laughs> they're them, adorable. the more you're like, oh, like they're just a precocious awesome. bit of misfits. So, yeah, it's literally and they everyone are, in the be like block. 15. Right. He's kind of like a mid-level. He's 15. Mm-hmm. And it's even noted, like, when at the end of the movie, just jump way ahead, when she goes into his apartment and there's like a Spider-Man blanket and a bedroom. Yeah. And she's he like, still has a like a little brother. Kid. And he's like, no, that's, that's my room. And he's like, how old are you? He's like, I'm 15. Yeah. Like. Already in that life. And he's like raising himself, which is, guess what? London. Something super fucking common here. Too. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> it was interesting to be like, oh, London has the same issues we do. Yeah. Got it. Um, I don't really go into a whole thing about like, you know, oh, there's like an opioid epidemic and all these things, crazy things going on. And so there's no fucking parents anymore, which right. is pretty common here in Appalachia. But it, a lot of it resonates weirdly, really well bet- like, between what's going on in, like, the block in London and here mm-hmm. now, because I'm a social worker and I work with these people and these kids, and it's eerily similar. Very similar. Um, so, yes, there's this alien invasion, and they're looking for the, the female that mm-hmm. they killed at the beginning of the movie, and they're tracking these kids down because they have the blood and pheromones on them, and they go... Like to different apartments, and these aliens keep chasing them, and so then they start killing. They kill a couple funny. of the kids. Yeah, I mean, they kill a couple of the kids. That's not good. I, um, that's, I'm not saying that. But the movie itself was really funny. Yeah, the movie's, the movie's it, really funny. It has, yeah, it has some genuine great scares in it. It has interesting turns. It was really fun. Um, and then there's like a whole side thing with the guy who runs the block, who's a drug dealer called Hi Hats, who's also a rapper a name. because, of course, he is. Yeah, they always um, are. And even when confronted with the fact that the aliens are real, still wants to kill the kids. Yeah, somehow it's their fault because they wrecked in. They stole that cop car uh-huh. and wrecked into it. Paddy wagon. Yeah, we, I don't. Is that a thing? Can yeah. we call them paddy wagons. Yeah, that's they, like they are racist, right? No. Well, I mean, it might be in New York, but like in because uh, they were just like that was the name they used because they're like it's just a big wagon that gathers up Irish people well like in England that's what it is it, they were they that's part of how they patrol the streets is they just kind of drive around <laughs> just, and, I imagine they have like those like big hooks and then I mean maybe. like nets and they just snatch up Irish people <laughs> off the streets <laughs> maybe that's probably not too far from the truth for England uh, kind of a dodgy depends, place England. yeah um yeah, and then it ends with, like, Moses, who's Jean Boyega, uh, saves everyone by leading the the dog, the, the, horny the dog monsters, to the, the, you know, to the, the hot to trot dog monsters, if you will, to his apartment. Um, and Jodie Whittaker's been there and turned on all the gas and everything, and he blows them up and jumps out the window, uh, precariously hanging from a Union Jack. Symbolism. Right. Um, and then he gets arrested. Because they have the same problems America does with racism. And he's in the back of the cop car with his friend, and everyone starts chanting his name, and he smiles, Moses. and it's really fun, and this movie fucking rules. Um, that being said, <laughs> that was a very quick run-through of the plot. There's a lot going on in the subtext of this movie. Yes. Such as 
we have poverty, we have classism, we have um, obviously, you know, racism and stereotypes. And then, you know, the cycle of poverty, abuse, neglect, it just kind of cycles through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 1000%. This movie is interesting, I think, because it asks a question that I don't think it's brought up enough in movies in general, not just horror movies. What's that? But what makes a community a community? Okay. Right? So they live in this low-income housing project. Think Candyman. And there's really... The good guys of the movie are this gang. <laughs> this little mis And these two misfit boys. Uh, this gang, right? Yeah. And then Jodie Whittaker's nurse character. And then the, the nerdy white dude who's trying to buy drugs. Right. Um, Th- there's our ragtag group of friends. Yes. And the thing that's interesting about it is there are three bad guys in this movie. There's the there's hi hat. There's the there's hi hats. Okay. There's the monsters. Yes. Obviously. And then there's the fucking cops. Then there's the cops. So who... they're trapped between three alternating villains. Mm-hmm. Right. They literally run from one to another to another throughout the movie. Agreed. Right. Um, and sometimes the bad guys fight each other and it allows our heroes to escape. But there's literally, there's three core villains in this movie that the kids are facing off against. And it's very interesting when I say what makes a community a community, when they rub Jodie Whittaker and, you know, they're getting the description so they can go look for them. The thing is like, they're like, they're black. Yeah. And the group is not entirely black. Mm-mm. There's like, a there's maybe a Hispanic kids. Asian descent, you know, kind of mixed with white. There's white kids there. Yeah, it was. So here's the thing for the cops. They're black. Kids. And for the old woman who helps Jodie Whittaker and even for Jodie Whittaker until she gets to know them. Right. It's about race. Correct. But with the kids, it's about class. Right. Agreed. Because they're all like, we're just trying to survive. Yeah. And they even, like, the, the line that you pulled out for the beginning of the movie, you know, we wouldn't have robbed you if we knew you lived here. Right. Because you're one of us. Like, the it's a community of poor people that the system fucks regularly. They kind of say that at the front as well, when they're going through her wallet and they come across her nurse's ID badge. Yeah, nurses don't make shit. And they're like, we, we, we're taking from the poor now? Is that what we're doing? And he's yeah. like, no. Oh. And like, I'm supposed to know. I also think it's interesting that, um, oh, the cop, like, not only do the cops die, but at the end of the movie, <laughs> right, when the monsters are dead and the, you know, the, they're leaving the building and there's all the smoke and everything from the explosion and you see like blackness moving in the smoke and someone's like, is it the monsters? And the one kid's like, yeah, kind of. And then the cops <laughs> the come cops through show the smoke. Up. Yeah. So, like, modern horror films always have to address two situations, which this movie does perfectly. Like, any movie made now, mm-hmm. you have to, like, it's a horror film. You have to be, like, you have to address cell phones. Yeah. And you have to address, why don't you just call the cops? Right. And That's why they had this yeah. on Guy Fox Day, because they were, like, they... they kind of say up front this is one of our busiest days of the year like we'll get to it we'll I mean, get to it when we can so not even that there's the thing where like jody whittaker's like we should call the cops and then the one white kid is like you'd have better luck calling the ghostbusters yeah like they don't come here unless right. it's to fuck with us is essentially what they keep saying 
right? Like, the cops don't come here to help us. That's never been a thing. Like, they only show up Sound because familiar? a white woman has been harassed. Sound familiar? Right. Yeah. Um, and then the cell phone thing is brilliant because they have, the, like, the... The minutes. Yeah, and he's like, this is too much madness to explain in one text. Can I yeah. got one text left. I love that line. I love that so fucking much. Yeah, and plus, like, in England, things kind of run differently because they don't just have one system. You know, everyone kind of uh, have different... There are so many different varieties of phones and things like that. They just kind of address it like that. Yeah. These are poor kids with burner phones. You know, do what you can. Yeah, and I don't know, like... To me, it's this idea of it really this movie is about community. And that's why it feels so good at the end of the movie, the way the movie ends. When they're all cheering. Because it's a positive community moment in a place that probably doesn't have those that often. Oh, yeah. Um, It's a great point. So and the other like the other thing is like on top of what you mentioned and then what we were just talking about. I think this movie has a lot to do about, you know, and it's a thing that is also happening here. It's the struggle of becoming a man, and then in this case also a hero, but 15. without having any role models to do it yeah, with. Yeah, he's 15. Right. Doing the right thing just because he needs to do the Moses right thing. Moses is 15. He's the leader of this little gang. He has zero prospects yeah. and no role models to figure out how to be like a man, a man or from. survive at all. Hi-hats is all he's got. Yeah, the drug dealers. Sound right? familiar? So I say again. He sees hi-hats, who's got all this shit, and that's who he's kind of modeled himself after at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And why he's got the drugs on him when he gets arrested is because mm-hmm. hi-hats is like, I'm going to make you, like, you're my boy now, and all this stuff. But, yeah, like, upgrading him. he lives with his uncle who's never there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, all of the kids, They're, when they go back to their apartments. They're like freshmen. Yeah. Right? When, to get, like, the weapons. The one's mom is always yelling at him. You never see the parents. Yeah. Because it, it kind of, it's a really sly trick uh, by Joe Cornish to be like, they're probably not really involved in their lives. Right. They really don't know what's going on. And a lot of the voices were old. One was being raised by his grandmother. Did yeah. you catch that? So then that's super common here, right? Mm-hmm. They're over half, like we live in the largest county in the state of West Virginia. And over 50% of the kids in this county are being raised or currently living with not a birth parent correct because of drugs um Mm -hmm. and shitty socioeconomic shit Mm -hmm. and it's just pervasive this is the world we live in and when people are are like why do they have to include that in these movies you know or make a political statement or whatever they the excuses the idea it's like why wouldn't you this is the world we are living in we're not living nobody lives in suburbia anymore that's not a thing so like the nightmare on elm street like, oh, the parents got together because he was hurting. Like, that's not that that's not the reality here anymore. Do you know what I mean? Everybody mm-hmm. kind of keeps to themselves and nobody really knows each other. And you live in these tiny little apartments and nobody makes any money. It's just, you know, a dog-eat-dog world. That's the world we live in. That's reality. That makes it a more realistic movie. Yeah. And this movie literally is about a group of poor kids, who black and white kids, who have to come together to save their home yep. because they are not going to get any help from the outside. Correct. Right? Like it's a great summation of the They movie. can sit down and wait for the cops to or, show up, for the army to show up for what it will never happen there for them. Yep. Right? And if you notice like they they kind of 
um, you find out if you listen to side conversations like the, oh, the cops have locked down the block. Like they know something's going on there and they pro- but they're still just going after these kids. Well, here's the thing. They're there and they've locked down the block because those cops died. Right. Not like, because they don't know about the alien. And even that they don't give a shit really cops about died. the chaos that's going on. They're literally there. And I'm assuming I don't know British cops. I can know American cops. But here's the thing. In America, spoiler alert. If a cop dies, someone's fucking dying. Oh, yeah. All bets are off. Right? Like, someone is going to die. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a thing. Um, cops get revenge for that shit. They don't fucking play. Correct. Um, so, yeah, they're literally the cops are the third pillar bad guys in this movie. They in exist to just harass, <laughs> not help at all, and at the end of the movie, like, arrest the wrong fucking people. Yep. Right? Correct. And it takes Jodie Whittaker standing up and being like, they're my neighbors? Yeah. Like, I'm Maybe one of don't them just throw and, them like, in the back together. of the... Yeah. They're my neighbors. They helped me. They saved me. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, well, let's get them out of the car and hear what they have to say. Yeah. And that's why I think the ending of this movie is so fucking good. Because the the character arc is so dramatic. And a lot of, like, a lot of these movies, especially in an hour and a half... You don't see an arc of this size where someone goes from being like kind of a bully dickhead um, character who robs someone at knife point at the beginning of the yep. movie. And then by the end of the movie, everyone in the block is er- cheering is and cheering you in the audience are all cheering his name because he chose like he had that moment where he chose to put everyone else's lives over himself. Yeah. Right. And it's that thing where like. Some people do that, and some people can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, Doesn't matter where you are, who you're, you know, what your circumstances. And I think it's also interesting to know while talking about this like three pillar bad guy thing and and Moses and all that. The only character who uses a gun is Hi Hats. Yes, right. The bad, the big bad guy, like the one, the boss level. The guy. one gang member has a gun, but it turns out to not be real, <laughs> and it costs him his life. Yeah. So, and the little mayhem and probs. Yeah. They just have a water gun. Let's unpack that for a second. A yeah. black kid dies because he's holding a toy gun. Mm-hmm. What does that say? And that's also a thing that happens from time to time. Um, it, mm, insane. This movie is so good on so many different... Like, you could watch this movie and just enjoy it for being like... The same batshit crazy fun movie that that's in the vein expect. of Critters, right? Like right. it's like an oh, it's like an updated like fun Critters with like Cockney accents, and it's in London, and it's like these poor like yay, and then but then you can also look at this movie and be like, there's so there's much a political subtext. statement here. There's so much politics. There's so much like classist stuff going on in this movie. Like this movie fucking rules. It's a good time. It so. was a great time. I really enjoyed this. I don't think this is a movie I would watch with the older generation. Only because the accents are pretty thick. And uh, we all know how they boomers do not like the subtitles, even if it is English. I mean, that's fair. Um, I will say this movie was inspired by two things. I did, I did a little digging. Mm. Um, so the do director was uh, mugged in real life, uh, just like the Jodie Whittaker mm-hmm. character was. Uh, and you notice that the five teenagers that mugged him were terrified. <sighs> and was like, oh... Like, so that's a thing. And that started out one storyline. And then he imagined, like, I think he said he was watching the movie Signs, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Okay. 
And he was like, oh, it's like a cornfield and like America. It's like, what if, what if this was just like really poor housing in like London? Love like, it. what would that look like? And then the, the two just kind of became one story. Um, and I think that's fucking genius. Incredible. Um, I think we should bring, cause we've not, we've not been doing our due, dil- due diligence. What's talk. that? Um, very quickly, uh, I'm going to bring something back out of obscurity and Arkoff this motherfucker real fast. Okay, go ahead. Do it so, for me. So if we use the acronym of Arkoff for what makes a great exploitation film, mm-hmm. it's A-R-K-O-F-F, uh, action revolutionary, killing, oratory, fantasy, and fornication. There it is. Um, Boom. Off the top of my head. No notes. Woo! So, yes, this movie is action-filled. It is an hour and, like, 28 minutes, and it fucking flies. Um, Is it revolutionary? I think it does a lot of revolutionary stuff. It's like, what if Critters was in London and there was politics and class and everything we talked about? I I would say yes. Um, Okay. Killing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, lots of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird. More than you're ready for. Like a dog dog dies. Yeah. Alien dogs die. Yeah. Uh, kids die. Um, cops die. Yeah. It's yeah. All, all around. People die. Hi-hats dies. There's that cool fucking elevator scene where everyone in the elevator dies and the hi-hats are just covered in blood and looks like a fucking monster. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. That was terrifying. Yep. Um, Frightening. <laughs> and he gets out of the elevator. He's like covered in blood. He looks at the, the one white kid and he's like, take uh, take the next one. It's like, oh. oh, oh. Um, oratory? Yes. Yep. I love every line in this Come movie. Come on, uh, Fantasy. And saying it all the week. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very Fornication. Fantastical. No, but this is a movie about 15-year-old kids. It'd be weird if I'm there was. I'm glad there wasn't. Agreed. <laughs> So what are we watching next week? We've done Critters 1, Critters 2, Attack the Block. Is there an Attack the Block 2? Um, we're going to do... No, they're, they're apparently working on one. Oh, so that'd be fun. There you go. Nice. That's a thing. Uh, we're going to do The Hidden. The Hidden. The Hidden. But uh, do you have a... Was there a favorite scene of yours in this movie you want to shout out before we go? Uh, I just... I don't think there was a favorite scene. I liked anything with the two little kids, Probs and Mayhem. I thought they were hilarious and how they had to like psych each other up. Like, no one's gonna call you mayhem if you don't do this. No, he's go. like, he's like, no one's ever gonna call you mayhem if you keep acting like such a pussy. Yeah, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Love the accent. It was fun. It's like Jamie from um, uh, Ted Outlander. Lasso. Oh yeah, like, uh, poopy, <laughs> poopy, um, killer. I don't like the ending of this movie. The the symbolism of him. Using the fireworks, blowing up the dogs, and just hanging like a like a black teenage boy yeah. hanging out of a housing project by the Union Jack really says everything you need to about say. this movie. Um, I think it's fucking gangbusters good. I think everyone should watch this movie. It's an hour and twenty eight minutes. It's like a hidden gem. Um, it didn't do a ton of business when it first came out in the theater. It made about half of its budget back, um, but it was one of these movies that made a shitload of money on like Blu Ray. Uh, and DVD and all these like secondary markets. So yes, cool. Watch this fucking movie. Watch Enjoy it. it. It was fun. And next week we're gonna watch the hidden. The and hidden. We're gonna go back to the 1980s. Love that. All <laughs> so, right. Well, boom. until next week. I'm, I'm Josh. Jo- oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cindy, and I'm still his girlfriend. <laughs> I'm a little, we're a little rusty this week. <laughs>